Welcome to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, joined by Arizona receiver Stanley Berryhill III here on this episode. Stanley, thanks for joining us. No problem. Great to have you here. Uh, Arizona football fresh off the California win on homecoming. Uh, obviously, the much celebrated, much covered big win. You played a huge part in that role. As we've moved on past that win as a captain on the team, what has been the message for you from you to your teammates moving forward? Uh, yeah, we just talk about uh, 24 hours. So we have 24 hours to celebrate or 25 hours to dwell, whether it's a win or a loss. So after the 24 hours of celebrating, we just try to lock in and uh, get better this week and get ready for Utah. And that was a that was a memorable win on homecoming, as we talked about Brooks Reed, Earl Mitchell going to the Ring of Honor. What was your single favorite memory of Saturday's win? I would say down in the ball on the one-yard line. Uh, on the punt, on the last punt of the game, it gave our defense great field position to work with and able to get stop them and secure the win. And that's a great segue to a, a moment later. We'll talk to you about the different roles you play on the team. And and right now, it's obviously you're a starting receiver, you're a cap on the team, you're also return punts, but you're also on punt coverage, which you just talked about. Uh, so you play almost every snap. It seems like. Out there. <laughs> What is your favorite part of those three different jobs that you do? Wide receiver, punt return, and punt coverage. Uh, wide receiver is just getting able to catch the ball in space and trying to make someone miss and picking up extra yards or just running routes and trying to get one-on-one -on -one matchups and manipulate ways and to get myself into good position and good leverage. I'd say when I'm at Gunner, it's just one-on-one, -on -one, who's the best athlete, can you make the? Can you block me, or am I going to beat you down the field? And most of the time, I like to say I beat people down the field. So it's just bringing me back to a little bit of high school when I when I played DB and got to make a tackle here and there. So being able to do that at Gunner is is huge for me. And punt return, you just never know what you're going to get. You don't ever know if you're going <laughs> to fair catch it, if it's going to be a shank punt, or it's like a split second decision on whether you're going to try to return it or you're going to fair catch it. So I think just the anticipation of what I'm gonna do and what decision I'm gonna make is what I like about punt return. Now the question I have for you as Gunner, as a guy who plays a lot of snaps at receiver, has been a wide receiver for a long time, is it nice to finally be able to hit somebody after you're the one usually getting tackled on most plays? Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, I'm kind of a smaller guy. Sometimes I'm tackling dudes who are bigger than me, so that doesn't feel too great all the time, but other than that, yeah, just running down full speed, throwing an arm out there, tripping somebody up, you know, it's a good feeling. So all of those roles that you you, you fill here at Arizona, uh, in my mind, is a lot of parallels to a We Educate Wednesday speaker you guys had, Matthew Slayer of the New England Patriots, a guy who really is a Swiss Army knife, as it were, can do yeah. whatever it takes, whatever his team asks him. Do you see any parallels or do you see any, any of the takeaways from that talk on We Educate Wednesday to what you're doing now? Yeah, now that you say that, I mean, a lot of people who we talk to who've played in the NFL or been in the NFL for a while, like Dan Crickshank, he played here a couple years ago. He always talks about how important special teams is. So the first couple of years, I was always like, nah, I'll never be on special teams unless I'm a returner. And then as I got older, you realize that the more you have in your game, the more valuable you are. So um Whatever they ask me to do, I do it. If it's to line up in the backfield, and I'll line up in the backfield. If it's to run down there on KOC or punt coverage, I'll do that too. It's just whatever the team needs. So one of the things they are asking you to do is obviously a wide receiver, Stanley. 
second in the Pac-12 in receptions, top 15 in the nation. You have a great year going. In your mind, what has been the key to success as a wide receiver this season? Uh, just knowing your assignments and paying attention to the details because uh, you could look back at a couple games where I ran a route four yards and I should have ran it six yards and I didn't pick up the first down. And just learning and paying attention to the details of route running is just what's made me successful. I'd say being in the right spot most of the time will get you the ball if, if it's supposed to come to you. So that's what I focus on the most is just the details of route running and making sure I can secure the catch. Now, before you focus on this full-time football career you have, you grew up playing baseball, volleyball, and soccer, among other sports. Yeah. Give me the scouting report on Stanley Berryhill as the youth baseball player. What a position did we play? What was our game like? Youth baseball player, uh, I grew up playing on a lot of scrappy club ball teams and little league teams, so I would say I'm scrappy, uh, real fast, can cover gap to gap, and a contact hitter with a little bit of power, so I just try to put the ball in play, beat it out if I'm behind in the count, if I'm ahead of the count, hit gap to gap. Probably doing your thing out in the outfield, right? Yeah. Running, running balls down. Yeah, making diving catches since I was 11 years old. So. All righty. Now, how about Stanley Berryhill, the volleyball player? Yeah, volleyball player, I would say very athletic, uh, raw talent, jumps really high. Um, just athletic, really. I mean, that's really it. Now, what about Stanley, the soccer player? Just fast and could kick the ball okay, but play forward so they'll just kick the ball as far as they can and out outrun the defenders and just try to score. The man up top, that's what you were, just yeah. chasing everything down. Yeah. Now, uh, growing up in Tucson, obviously, you, you talked about this, you know, you grew up an Arizona fan, you watched them. When you were growing up here in town, who were some of your favorite Wildcats at that time? Man, uh, I would say, believe it or not, it was Scooby Wright. When I was in middle school and high school, I played seven on seven, and in seven on seven, you don't play with many linebackers. You play with a lot of safeties and corners. So I played corner, but in seven on seven, I played linebacker to guard the faster slots and stuff. So I always used to say I was Scooby Wright just because he was a linebacker, and I'm, what, 5'8", 145 pounds playing linebacker. So that's just, that's one guy that I could think about the top of my head. Antoine Kaysen, um Coach Stepp, I watched him play a little bit when I was younger and just stuff like that, those kind of guys. Now, when you were playing younger in football, you were playing alongside a current teammate, Jamari Joyner. Yeah. Put on your Coach Berryhill hat again. Give me the sky report on Jamari Joyner as the youth football player and teammate. Uh, Jamari is a young kid uh, playing up with uh, older players like me. Um, he was chunky. He wasn't. He wasn't <laughs> too fast. He was fast, but he played fullback, so lead block. Got a couple of runs here and there, and he played DN, linebacker. He was kind of the Swiss knife. He is the Swiss Army knife he is now, but just more in fullback, linebacker, DN positions. He played a little bit of quarterback here and there, but yeah, fullback positions. Did yeah, you play it from Jamar Jordan to the Clay Markov. A little bit of look, man, but just yeah. use. Yeah, we have a video on YouTube and. It's like a highlight tape of one of our games when we were younger, and I'm lined up at running back in the backfield, and Jamari's lead blocking for me on a pitch play, and I lead block for him a couple of times, but 
Yeah. Not that we wouldn't we wouldn't believe you, but the proof is in the pudding okay. right there on you on YouTube. Yeah. We'll have to go check it out. <laughs> Jamari at fullback, lead blocking for you. Uh, entering this season, Stanley was obviously much publicized that uh, a lot of guys wanted to wear the number one jersey, and, and Coach Fish made a competition about who's the best Wildcat on the field, in the classroom, in the community to stand out to win the competition. You won it on the offensive side. Why did you want to enter that competition, and why did you want to wear the number one jersey? Uh, just talk to my parents, especially my dad, about it, because I wore 86 for my whole career, and then just I thought it would be nice to to change it up a little bit. New staff, you know, new number maybe if I if I earned the jersey, and I just tried to do everything on and off the field to earn it. And if I didn't if I didn't earn it, I'm sure the person who would have gotten it deserved it just as much as I thought I did. But it was it was just a Something, I think that holds a little bit of weight in the community and in the program, so I figured, why not go for it? Yeah, I personally think it was an interesting sort of change in in your career because it was a culmination of you going from walk-on to team captain to guy who's the spokesperson, wear the number one jersey off to the side. It's been an incredible journey for you and a maturation process, I'm sure. What has that been like going from walk on to I'm representing my team at Pac-12 Media Day, I'm a team captain and I'm wearing the number one jersey. I mean, it was a, a roller coaster ride up and down, a lot of a lot of doubts, a lot of am I good enough to be playing at Division One football when I was first here and then as time went on I just was able to prove myself day in and day out and the coaches seen it. And when Coach Fish got here, I talked to him about what my future wanted to be like, and he made it, he's doing everything he can to make it happen. So I appreciate them for that. And it's, it's been it's been a crazy ride, but it's just crazy to look back from 2017 to now and all the changes that have, have happened in my life, but it's good. So that, that relationship you have with Coach Fish, uh, you talked about just now, and you talked about in previous interviews about how close that is. Give me your favorite Coach Fish phrase or saying that just sticks with you. Yeah, a lot of times on the offense, be like, "What are we doing, man? This is brutal." Or like, if we do something really bad, like he he doesn't really say much. He'll just give you like this kind of a look, and like he doesn't yell at you. He just makes you feel like like dang. But it, it's crazy. I don't know how to explain it. It's hard to explain. You just gotta see it. Just gotta see it. Uh, your position coach, Coach Casey, Cam Cummins. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you spent a lot of time with him. Uh, a guy who played in the Pac-12, had played had played at receiver uh, for a long time. What are some of the biggest takeaways you've got, gotten from him? Uh, just being a student of the game, he's been teaching us how to break down coverage and uh, pick up little cues on how we know if it's man or if it's zone and stuff like that. And he just works with us a lot about coming back to the ball, being patient in our routes, not letting our the DBs dictate the depth of our routes and stuff like that, just the little things that not a lot of us had in the past just because we're all, we're always on go with trying to pick up game plans and everything. But I think the staff does a good job at balancing the game plan and the fundamentals. So Now we're going to go to the, to the light stuff here, Stanley. I'm going to give you kind of some quick hitters. It's the best of the best on the team. I give you a category. You give me a teammate who's the best at it. Gotcha. Best dance moves on the team? Ooh, I would have to say Jaden Mitchell. 
Jaden Mitchell. What what is his move? Why why Jaden Mitchell? He's like TikTok famous, so all he does is TikTok dancing and stuff like that. He knows all the dances and that's good rhythm. I don't know. Good rhythm and TikTok, yeah. yeah. Good enough. Funniest guy on the team. I'd have to say either Jerry Roberts or Rourke Freeberg. It just depends on who you're around at that time. They're, they're the, the funny guys in the locker room. Yeah. All right, this is one's going to be near and dear to your heart. Fastest guy on the team. Uh, I want to say it's me, but Tay Cunningham. Tay Cunningham, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, he's got me by a couple uh, steps. By a couple steps. Not many steps, not, just not a couple. Many. All right, I'm so. right in his hip pocket, but he got me. Well, that's, that's the easy stuff. That's the fun stuff. Thank you again, Stanley, for joining yeah. us. Wildcats back in, back in action on Saturday, military appreciation game, the Utah Utes, Arizona Stadium. We'll see you there. Bear down. Go Cats. Stop.